What's up, nerds? Good chunk of news from around the way this week. Week two of Overwatch is in the books. Anime month is coming in super hot. We have some big delays in the MCU and the return of the hero of the week. So, uh, Marcus, what's up, man? How's uh, how's your week? Good. Fast, which is a good thing. Um, haven't done much. What have I done? Play Overwatch, play a lot of Overwatch, which I'm getting through a battle pass. A lot quicker than I thought I was going to. Uh, That's good. On, yeah, 30, 32 or 33 in 10 days or so. Oh, that's Considering not bad. It's a 60-day it's a thing. And again, this is, you know, um, working full-time, having that routine that I, I've talked to you about, you know, just getting home, working out, eating, and then jumping onto it and stuff like that. But again, it's, it's always been the game where I just kind of turn on, play mindlessly, and turn off. You know what I mean? Nothing too, too crazy. Um, I did play Scorn. I did give a, I know we talked about it briefly yesterday. I did put a good two and a half, three hours into Scorn. Um, my biggest issue, which happens to be, I guess, what's, what a lot of people are actually talking about, which is, I guess, the combat, you know, and I haven't really gotten into the combat per se, but just the clunkiness, you know, when I, when I obtained that first weapon. But the environment's awesome. It's great. The puzzles are actually hard and a lot of fun. Um, that was, a, a you know, there's no hand-holding, just throw, throw you right in there, you can't have to figure out what the hell you're trying to do. Um, it took me a while to figure out what the hell I'm supposed to do, because it kind of throws you into this world, and you kind of you kind of go into this first area with, like, a giant, I guess, I don't want to, it's like an ugly corpse tower, whatever the fuck, right? Excuse my language. <laughs> but he went on, to, like, you go on top, and you kind of figure out what you're trying to do until you realize there's so many different doors, and you're supposed to, like, do something, you're supposed to find this puzzle that's, you know, kind of out of the way. And when you realize that's the only thing you're supposed to be doing, you're like, okay, then all this other space I just explored, you know, and you're out, you're allowed to interact with just about everything. So it got a little intense, but um, we'll see. It's supposed to be a short game. Um, other than that, I did download a couple of things. Things I know last week we checked out a lot of the new anime that just dropped. Chainsaw mm-hmm. Man dropped on Tuesday. Uh, super hype, super pumped. I was just giddy throughout the entire thing. I'm rereading the series. I'm already halfway done through the rereading Chainsaw Man. So it's a sh- it's 90 chapters for the first part, and then I think right now it's on chapter 105, if I'm not mistaken, which is six nine of those chapters are part two of Chainsaw Man. So uh, I am there. What else am I doing? Uh, that's about it. I don't want to take up too much time. So you know, these are just the things off the top of my head that I did throughout the week. What about yourself? Uh. For me, the same thing with uh, the Overwatch front, you know, been grinding away there, uh, make some good progress on my Battle Pass 2, which I'm excited. It's not like a chore. It doesn't feel like a chore as long as you're a little mindful of what your challenges are for the day, for the week, for the month. Like it's pretty, you get really good progress. Uh, and it's not one of those things where it feels like we're going to be at the end of the of the season. Like, oh my God, how am I going to get these these last couple of things? Like if if your goal is to get like either just the the big skin or some of the big skins along the way or at the end after you max out at level 80 you're supposed to be able to unlock titles so uh i've been playing that still been playing a little bit of 2k um last week i don't think we touched on it but they did have the announcement for the new pixel phone and i did switch over to the pixel from iphone yesterday i did go ahead and order it and uh you know my experience other than you know, being ridiculed by who I thought were my best friends and stuff like that for having green bubbles now. Uh, it's been a really good experience. Uh, 
I'm I'm somebody that like in terms of my phones, I like to switch up because, you know, when you're doing that yearly upgrade or every two year upgrade, sometimes it feels a little. No, I don't know. Well, I'm I'm just saying, like for for not just for you, but for the listeners, uh, and for anybody out there, right? If you do those upgrades yearly or every two years or whatever, it can get a little like, well, the phone's not that different. And it seemed like this is one of the well, this was one of those years. Whether you were going from like the th- the iPhone 13 to the 14, or from the uh, Pixel 6 to the Pixel 7, it seemed like it was they were just like better versions of the phone that of last year's phone. You know what I mean? Like optimized phones is kind of what I got from both sides. So this was the perfect year for me to switch because my last Pixel was actually the Pixel 3 XL back in 2019, which, which- which iPhone did you have just recently? The iPhone 12. So I was, I didn't have this past iPhone, but the one before. Okay. I didn't have the 13, but I had a 12. And it was oh. the basic 12, not like the 12 Pro or anything like that. So it so still would have been, were, it, it, it still would have been a an upgrade, but. If you were to go back to iPhone, obviously you would, you would be more mindful, I guess, of those upgrades from a 12 to a, I guess it would be a 15. If you decide to go back next year. Because I have a 10, and I think you mentioned yesterday where I said, have you decided to upgrade? And you said, no, but it might be a good time to uh, uh, just wait on it, considering that the 15, I know you're, I know you're, you're waiting on that USB-C for an iPhone and stuff like that. Um, and the upgrades would probably be a little bit, well, not probably, they will be a lot more noticeable jumping, you know, that many years, right? Um, but 12, yeah. I, I, what did I think you were, had the latest one? You had the latest one. No, I had the 12. I still, I, I, last, it, it, to me, it didn't make sense to upgrade to the 13 because it wasn't that much of a difference. Then uh, this year, like I was kind of let down by the whole USB-C thing. Uh, and well, the dynamic island was intriguing. I'm not going to lie. But uh, from what I've heard, there's still not that many things you can do with it. So give it a year and I'm sure it's going to be like way better next year. And then, well, of course, there's going to be there's you're always no matter what, you're going to have better battery, a little bit better screen, a little bit better camera. So depending on how important those things are to you. You can either pick just the basic or the pro or like the max, right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm actually really happy with my phone. The biggest difference, like right away, is the the better refresh rate on the screen. Like it is a huge difference having a screen that's like 120 hertz in your hand. You you feel it. You feel it. So, yeah, that, that pretty much has been the big thing for the week. Uh, for me, at least. So hopefully I don't get bullied too much, but I mean, I've, I've always I, I, said <laughs> I'm, I'm a tough guy, so I, I can take it. I've always said the only reason is because I, I can't necessarily switch. Well, I mean, I guess you can, right? But I, where I work, I get no cell service. I, I, I work at a high school, but high school is located like in an area that is like just, you know, secluded. So I get no cell service. So any text messages, any green bubble messages I get as, as SMS, I will not receive those messages until I I, I, as a matter of fact, until as soon as I walk out of campus, I will get the messages. For whatever reason, inside the school, I get no service. As soon as I walk outside, I get service, which is, well, which is real weird. Well, couldn't you remedy that by just using something like uh, WhatsApp or? Well, yeah, we do have. I do have like group me and, and, and like stuff those like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm I pretty sure those things you can still use. Yeah, but like, like you in, want in this to. case, yeah, in this whether case, or not you want to, more like, it's more like like my mom. So sometimes I have to, I have to message my mom and stuff like that, and it's kind of like. Like, I'm not, hey, mom, go get group me, right? Like, you know what I mean? Because she's not going to you know, know what it is and no. stuff like that. Well, so it's, it's more, it's mainly just for like, you know. Well, for somebody like that, maybe Messenger. 
I mean, she has Facebook, right? Yeah, but Facebook is blocked in my school. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah, there's some stuff that is blocked and stuff. So Man, it's just, interesting. They, they just really want to give you a real hard time, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that's good. It's funny because, you know, students will VPN this, VPN that. But I just, for whatever reason, I just never really got onto that train. So I just kind of deal with this. No, no, nothing too crazy. Honestly, it's just more like, you know, in this case now, kind of just messing my mom whenever I need something, whatever. I never really want to talk to her. You know, that, 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 honestly, that's the only time I ever feel like, you know, man, I wish I wish there was self service here because I need to text my mom. Yeah. <laughs> well, shout out to all the moms out there that always have our backs, man. Yeah, man, for real. Thirty-two. I'm gonna be thirty-two in in ten days. Hey, I'm gonna call my mom until the day I die. You know what I mean? That's right, baby. <laughs> you only get one, right? Yeah, you only get one. All right. So you know what? Let us. Uh, we could go on all day. But uh, we're here for the news, so let's let's try to do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we're going to start off with anime. Uh, there wasn't too much crazy stuff, but I mean, anime month has pretty much been really hot with uh, My Hero, Chainsaw Man, you touched on. Um, what else? Uh, Mob Psycho has been good. Uh, I, I started at Ruma. You said blue, you mentioned Blue Lock. There's something else, too. That has come out that I'm missing. Not mm. sure. Spy Family. Spy, Spy Family, Family, yes. Spy Family is back too. So, Can't forget. Uh, so I mean, uh, I, I've, I'm pretty much caught up with everything. Uh, I just haven't checked out Blue Lock of the ones that you've uh, been telling me about, but I- I'm enjoying what I'm seeing so far. Oh yeah, dude. Honestly, like like we've been looking for it for the fall season, and. You know, people like to do, like Rico likes to do, like, you know, uh, weekly and stuff. I'll wait a bit here. I'll watch a couple weekly, but I do like to sit down and, you know, just kind of watch them at one time. But yeah, well, I'm, it's, it's, it's a great time, man. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. So get on everything. And if you missed last, uh, what is it, the summer schedule, you can go ahead and actually watch those. And if you're a binge watcher, you can take those out already also. You know, there's everything, there's something to see for everybody. Yeah. So getting into the news, uh, one of the first things I noticed that caught my eye was that there is a show coming out by the name of Oshi no Ko. And based on, based on the visuals, it seems like it is a, like she's some sort of idol or performer of some type. And uh, I noticed that, it, that the, you know, the little announcements for it had a lot of likes and retweets and traction. And it was interesting to me that the episode one is going to be 90 minutes. I said, whoa, uh, a pilot that's an hour and a half. Uh, we're going to be getting more news on December 11th. But uh, I wanted to ask you, like, you ever heard of a pilot going that long? I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I haven't watched the number of stuff you have. So actually, like, that's kind of crazy. I've, I think the only one was, I think, um, 90 minutes. No. But there have been some that have gone on for like 50 minutes. And the most recent example I can think of is, um, uh, what is it? Shield Hero. Okay. The first one came out. And that was the last thing. It was like a double two-episode premiere. I know, I know a lot of people are kind of getting on that train with the double, with the double episode, uh, episode premiere. I don't know much about this one. As a matter of fact, I think you actually mentioned it a couple months ago. Um, it, it's actually, it is actually real popular. I know the manga is actually supposed to be super popular. Um, I'm assuming it's going to be about... Um, it's, it's a Japanese idol is what they're called. Um, but there is sort of a mystery twist to it, if I'm not mistaken. 
Um, so it's going to seem a lot more than what meets the eye in this type of case. But the manga is supposed to be, I've done real well. Apparently there's supposed to be a million, already a million copies in circulation as of October. Three million uh, copies as of October. Uh, One million as of April. So it's actually a very popular manga. And it's actually a very, it's supposed to be a very good manga. So um, I think that's where the kind of the hype comes from already. So it's obviously going to be something that's going to be adapted to the T. Uh, not very many volumes out, nine volumes as of right now. Um, but it has been ongoing for about two, two years or so, and it's barely making its way into an English format. So we'll be seeing that soon in January, actually. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and I know with the, uh, with the popularity of idols and stuff like that, like, I mean, it's just, I feel like it's just perfect for them to drop something like this as long as she's not messing with no, like a real nice taxi driver that you know, we all love <laughs> and stuff like that. Uh, except for those idols, like, you know, I don't F with those idols. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. So, uh, Jump Festa. We got a schedule for Jump Festa. Uh, two days in particular, December 7th, in which we'll be getting news. And uh, I guess they do like the stage or what, what, whatever they call it for Black Clover, Jujutsu Kaisen, Prince of Tennis, Naruto, Naruto and Boruto, uh, and My Hero. Then on the 18th, we're going to have Spy Family, Demon Slayer, Chainsaw Man, and One Piece. You said the 17th, 17th and 18th, right? 17th and 18th? Yes, sorry. I think I said 7th, but it's 17th. Yeah. Yeah, so... I think, and we said a while December. back, we said a while back, right? I think we mentioned it, that there's supposed to be some... some, And this was during Jump Festa, right? Where we were supposed to see something on Haikyuu or something on Kuroko's basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not mentioned during that schedule. So I'm kind of curious if it's going to be something else or something. Uh, I would imagine that these these are going to be like major, major, major announcements. yeah. Versus like the other things, because there are going to be more. They're not just going to talk about these because there's so much stuff out there. Will be a smaller announcement or minor stuff compared to these. These are big names. The one yeah. that I've never heard of was Prince of Tennis. Yeah, that was actually it's like that was actually on right on his third season or so or something like that. I never it checked a, it out. And it is a tennis. Is it a tennis anime? Or? Oh yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. I think right now in the anime. The main character, whomever he is, is already supposed to be in some championship kind of sort of setting or whatever. I haven't, I haven't seen it, but there's already, I think, two seasons already um, done or, you know, aired. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, that's that, that's something to look forward to here. Uh, we're about two months away. So, I mean, it feels like we're flying through this year, man. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Uh, season three of Demon Slayer. We'll get some more info revealed on December 10th. So for those of you that are real into the Demon Slayer, like I am, and I'm waiting for my big uh, my big homie Hashira to pop off, I'm hoping that we get to a little bit more of him here coming soon. What's his name? Gyome? Gyome, yeah. Gyome. So I'm, I'm waiting for him. <coughs> uh, I'm excited for more Demon Slayer. Music is always good. Animation's always good. Real pretty show. Real good character. So I'm excited. Genshin Impact anime will be a prequel story covering the Arkan War era of the Teyvat. I'm not familiar with Genshin Impact. It's something I've always wanted to give a try to. I know we kind of just had this discussion again for like the umpteenth time last night about should we try it? Should we not try it? Where should we try it? If only it was on Switch, damn it. Like, you know, uh, but I mean, it's getting a show. Maybe, maybe it will. Maybe if this anime is good, it will have the same impact as uh edge runners or the cyberpunk stuff and it's gonna have a lot more people like investing especially because it's a free-to-play game you know it's all over mobile it's on pc 
Uh, is it on PlayStation and Xbox? I don't think it's on Xbox, but I think it's on PlayStation. It's on PlayStation. Yeah, I, I remember you telling me it was on PlayStation. So uh, maybe this will get. Maybe this will be the push or the kick in the butt that we need to try and try it out if we don't get into it before then. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as I'm, as far as I know, I don't think there's a date yet. But twenty twenty three, pretty yeah, sure next year at some point. Uh, also coming in twenty twenty three, we have a Trigun Stampede. Uh, of which there was a trailer uh, a couple days ago. I think I did hear you saying you say that you watched it the other night while we're gaming yeah. or something. And that's going to be out in January. Came out last night, actually. Did you see the trailer? Yeah, yeah. I thought the I thought the the animation style, art style was like interesting. It looks it's, cool. I'm not. I, I didn't watch any of the old Trigun or any of that old the older school stuff, but I mean, it looks cool to me. Yeah, the, it did keep the same kind of heart for Vash, which I think. Um, Vash Stampede, obviously. The characters, actually, I thought looked actually real nice. I wasn't... I I, I wasn't too crazy... No, let me reword that. The animation, I thought, was actually pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. I'm usually not a big fan of the whole 3D type stuff, but for whatever reason, it looked a lot more fluid than, you know, some other CGI stuff out there. I thought it was, Vash sounded awesome. He, he kept his personality. Meryl Strife's, what looked great, same thing. Um, they did show off Wolfwood, Nicholas Wolfwood. Um, and then we kind of got, I'm who I'm assuming there towards the end of the um, of the uh, trailer was Knives, which is, In, you in know, the hood, the guy in the hood? Yeah, I'm assuming, it's. I'm pretty sure it's, it's, it's Millions Knives. Um, so we'll see. But I actually was kind of hyped about it. I know, I know, I know that the 3D uh, computer-generated CGI stuff just it, it rubs people the wrong way. But if done correctly, hopefully it's gonna be all right. And in this case, you know, um, hopefully it doesn't take away from the setting in general. I know what I know. The thing that the 1998 version does a lot, you know, just amazing for the time is that it kind of fits the animation style. Kind of fits the whole Western setting that kind of portrays out of trigon it fits it for whatever reason even in the um um the in the film same concept you know they kept the same anime uh, anime style whatever and it fits it fits you know so hopefully it kind of keeps that um i guess setting and um just just as an as an anime it kind of keeps the whole thing alive um, but I'm actually I'm looking forward to it. Love Trigun. I've seen Trigun a good two or three times. It's been actually a long while since I've seen it. Ten years, and I still remember bits and pieces. And I still remember, you know, I, I remember the major plot points. But I, it, going back and watching it again, it would be kind of like watching it for the first time, except without the big major spoilers. But Vash is awesome. It's going to be great. Nice is awesome. Legato is awesome. Um, Blue Summers. That's another one of the super cool characters. Um, the only person I didn't see was um, Millie who's actually one of the uh, another character that came out in the original. So she didn't come out. So we'll see. But I don't know. I'm excited. And it comes out 2023, January, right? January 2023? Yes, January so, 2023. I hope people give it a shot. I hope people give it a chance. Anything Trigun is good Trigun. I'm, I'm super about it. So the fact that we're, we're getting it, give it a watch just so we can get more stuff. Uh, so also coming in 2023, January 2023, we got... Uh, a little teaser trailer and we got some some posters and little character like little uh what would you call it i guess just like uh, posters right for near automata i don't know if you got to check that out but uh let's see the I mean, you had posted like a like a small 20 minute clip it is going to be by a1 pictures and honestly it looks it looks beautiful and it's going to be it's going to be beautiful hands down um 
I'm a huge fan of the series. Um, there are two novels. I have both novels. I do plan to read them. But um, yeah, it's I can't wait. That's gonna be a good one. And I think again when, these, when it comes to these adaptations, like you had mentioned, when it comes to like Genshin Impact and Edge Runners, maybe this anime will put more people who would not play the game into the game because yeah. the game's solid, man. It's it's an amazing game, man. I've always said so. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I I I hope that that kind of becomes a, a big thing where you can watch it, you can play it, you enjoy it the way you like, and then maybe it helps you explore like another medium of liking a, a universe or a game, a show, whatever, right? Well, I hope so. Just because, like, with Edge Runners, it actually not it, because the anime was that good. It did put a and it did put a lot of people onto the game, and the anime also felt like it wasn't just pertain. It was just it was. It looks like it wasn't meant just for anime watchers. You know, it, it looked like it was meant for just about anybody. Because there have been adaptations in the past of video games, where it's Scarlet Nexus, Persona. Um, what's the other one I'm thinking of? Scarlet Nexus, Persona, Danganronpa had another one. Danganronpa had another one. Um, so we've had video game anime adaptations before but for whatever reason you know it seems like now they're starting to kind of put these games i guess on the map and stuff like that but like those adaptations were, were never as good as the game strangely enough like uh, i saw the persona 5 anime and you know it whether it because it felt it, it was it kind of felt episodic kind of felt rushed but i you know compared to the game and the game was just 10 times better i guess I, I, it always goes back to like that's the source material right people are always going to appreciate the source material a lot more than they do the actual anime so it's it's not the first rodeo it's not you know it's not the first time these things have been done but for whatever reason i'm hoping that because of the success that cyberpunk had more studios would take it upon themselves to give it a shot and get more people into their universe yeah and if you if it is a case where you make an exceptional game and an exceptional show your universe whatever you put out uh it's just gonna explode yeah and not just not just that not just like the the ip that you put out but you know you'll get more people going out there and exploring the witcher because they enjoyed cyberpunk. Exactly, exactly. Then, I think the then, Witcher did do that too. Then they're going to go watch The Witcher. Then they're going to go watch The Witcher. Then they're going to say, well, you know what? Uh, CD Projekt Red has other things coming out that they've announced. So I'm going to be looking out for that. And if you, you know, all of a sudden you have a fan of three different universes uh, that you work on. So, you know, just do it the right way. Make it, make the show good. Make the game good. And, you know, we're, we're going to be go. happy and we're, and we're going to support you and buy all your stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like I just bought Nier Automata for the Switch, and I have Nier Automata. I I purchased that game three times already, dude. I have it physically for PlayStation. I bought it digitally for PlayStation, and then I have the Switch version physically. There you go. I mean, talk yeah. about talk about uh, putting out something good and it being a slam dunk. Yes, which is... now speaking of slam dunk, there was some big news coming out of slam dunk. We're getting a movie that is scheduled for December third in Japan. And uh, we'll be getting more information on November 4th. This uh, kind of, I didn't even know this was a thing. And then I got the update on my phone. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I, what I see here, I tweeted. I mean, I shared it in the Discord like at 4 in the morning, 4.30 in the morning. And I was like, oh, shit, it's 4.30. <laughs> but yeah, Slam Dunk, getting a movie. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I've actually tried to go back and watch the anime because the anime is from the what 70s or so something like that maybe 80s something like that um but the issue i had was just 
that the ending of the anime is supposed to be like filler type stuff or it's supposed to be it's supposed to take its own direction so people always say read the manga read the manga in in, in this perspective in this perspective for this for this one because i think i think the anime is hilarious man and it looks like you know it's going to be a trip and uh, i do want to see this film but i don't know if i i don't know if i want to see it knowing what's going into it or not knowing what's going into going into it but I will be watching this film just because, you know, it's supposed to be one of the top premier sports anime ever. Yeah. So I'll be checking it out, too. I'm not too familiar with the with the show, but I think I'll I'll get to it once we get a little bit closer. Is it a long one? I think it's 100 episodes. But again, I don't think there's any real like because I, I know the anime when it comes to like the last few, the last 20 episodes or something like that, that it's supposed to be completely derivative from the source material. So I don't, I, that's why I don't know. I've only seen up to up to like eight or ten. So I'm in the same boat, more more or less. I just know the characters a little bit, but that's about it. Okay. Well, I mean, we'll we'll keep seeing and we'll see what they tell us on November fourth. The last thing I wanted to touch on with anime, you posted a real interesting article about uh, high dive, and mm-hmm. them kind of being in the game and kind of, you know, get uh, kind of carving out their own little, their little corner of like the anime world and where you can watch stuff and stuff like that. Uh, I thought it was a, I thought it was a pretty good article, and uh, just they they touch a little bit on you know them not necessarily being like a competitor more than like an alternative where they kind of target like the like the middle of the pack anime so that you can go and watch those there. Uh, now, especially I think in a time where like we have these big players now also trying to get into the the anime space, I think it's good that we have you know, alternative, maybe not competition because, you know, you're never going to much like, uh, other stuff. Like, like I'm a, I'm a wrestling fan, right? So much like, uh, somebody trying to compete with WWE, like you're never going to take them down. Just like, you're probably not going to take down country roll. Uh, especially now that they merged with, the uh, Funimation, but, uh, it's always nice to have something a little different. And now that we have uh, Hulu getting in some stuff, Disney also having stuff internationally, uh, Netflix having their own stuff too. Um, it, it's good. I mean, I think. you read the article. Yeah, I read some of it. Yeah, it was and it was interesting. And again, and I've always been, I've always come on here right, and I say hi dive, hi dive. And, you know, and that's because again, I did mention last time that I I did get the high dive app, and the app is terrible. It's it's horrendous. If that app were to be just a little bit better, it would have a lot more success. So high dive, if you're listening, but. Again, it does. It, it is going to go after those. I don't want to say B tier anime, but you know those smaller niche animes that you know people can get into. Not only that, it's not trying to you know directly compete like Rico said. It's not going to go and try to bid for these AAA anime titles and stuff like that. But it's going to maybe have a AAA title one or here or two over here and stuff like that. And it's going to make them watchable on the platform. But again, just I think if they put in a little bit more work, it can become a, I guess, competitor slash kind of like a cooperative type um get lifestyle for between them and between Crunchyroll. um but it it does have some stuff it does have some stuff that you can only watch there uh don machi which is uh can never the, the title in english is too long um pick on up pick up your girls in a dungeon or something like that which is actually a pretty good one has your boy kong mean kong Bing, which is actually super cool uh watch that one shadows of eminence um it does have there's the lupin the, the lupin um the third and it does have some something else. It has a couple of other things. 
uh, call it a night. Again, there's some things that are just exclusive to High Dive, which maybe down the road, a few years, it'll actually be a, you know, a premiere website. That's, you know, but hopefully they fix the app because the app is just horrendous. But it's $5. I would have paid five, six bucks, $5 a month. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's nothing. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a cup of coffee uh, monthly. So it's, for me, it's worth it. I know some people, you know, might have a bit of a tough time, but it, it's worth it just because you're an, I'm, I'm an anime fan. Yeah. And I mean, uh, speaking of the apps, man, like even, uh, even as far as like Crunchyroll, uh, to me, like it also needs work in, in terms of like it's UI, the, you know, no pun intended for something that's all about anime and animation, like some of the transitions and, you know, the, the changing of going into your like what's new what's recently uploaded your list and being able to transition from episode to episode and stuff like that i feel like kind of being like the king of anime apps like i, I do also think crunchyroll needs some work and oh, yeah. needs like so, some updates also for sure uh, I, I, a lot of times i found i find myself watching you know i i have crunchyroll uh but I find myself watching it in who watching the stuff I can watch on Hulu. I watch it on Hulu instead because it's, it's, it's nicer. It's easier. The transitions and everything is a lot more seamless. Yeah. One of my gripes about Crunchyroll and it's, and it's super random, but again, I do watch anime in any format, sub dub and stuff like that. You know, what bothers me, bothers me the most is that whenever I'm watching something in English or whatever, um, mm -hmm. they have no closed captions. <laughs> Like mm. they have no closed captioning, and it's, and usually the only reason I need it is because like sometimes I'll be uh, eating something or you know doing something, and I can't really hear because you know or washing the dishes or whatever. And like I want like it'd be nice to have the closed captioning on, you know what I mean? And people want just watching the sub. It, it's just you know it's it's a preference at the thing, you know. At the, for some over the others, I know like there's a lot of things I do watch Japanese, but like I told you yesterday, when it comes to like Iruma uh, Demon School, I love it. I love watching that in English just because Lumiere is just hilarious so you know there it's just preference you know but closed captioning for crunchyroll man it really throws me for a loop that they don't have closed captioning yeah that that's i mean that's an easy one right yeah for sure so i, I appreciate the the subtitles and all that too because of the um I, i'm deaf i'm deaf from one ear so i have a hard time hearing sometimes so I usually, when I, as long as I'm watching, not watching with somebody that I know, like that uh, it would bother, I pretty much always watch with uh, subtitles or closed captioning or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, let's put in some work, man. Like this is a this is a set to be a hell of an October for for you guys, uh, Crunchyroll. So you know, give us a little throw some bone here, give us yeah, some updates. For sure. Uh, just a couple more things on anime uh, that I had here. I, I well, I didn't include them or whatever, but there was just some things that I had read. Um, if you're a fan of fairy tale, Hiro Mashima, the author from fairy tale, he does have a lot of projects in the works. One is going to include Ian Zero, an original anime, a new manga series, and a new game. And then the last one was the Hundred Year Quest, which is the fairy tale sequel that he has been working on. So this guy is just going 100 miles per hour. There's no information on any of those things yet, but he did tweet that those are things to kind of to to expect from him in the future. Again, that's Eden Zero stuff about Eden Zero, the Hundred Year Quest, an original anime, a new manga series, and a new game. So this guy has has his work cut out for him. I know people are a huge huge fan of his work. Uh, my girlfriend's favorite anime is Fairy Tale, which is an amazing anime. If you haven't seen Eden Zero and you like Fairy Tale, you, to give it a watch. It's actually I enjoyed it a lot. 
Um, the Hundred Year Quest is supposed to be that sequel. Um, I'm more curious to see what he's going to come out with this new manga and original anime. Okay, so the game will come later, but the, this guy has a lot of work and, the, and a lot of process, a lot of stuff in the works. So, um, yeah, keep an eye out, check it out for those of you fairy tale fairy tale fans out there. A couple of other things. <clears throat> Um, and I, I came across this on Anime News Network, you know, just different websites where I kind of get my stuff. Tokyo Revengers is actually heading up to its climax for your manga readers. Uh, so just if you are reading the manga, understand that, hey, it's coming to an end soon. It's about to finish up. Um, I know the anime just, it was, it was, it's a great one. I know it took the world by storm. Not a lot of people talked about it, but they did like the whole gangs aspect of it. So um, it is heading towards its climax and it's be ending soon. When it would, climax take, can take anywhere between a year. Two years, three years, so um, yeah, just look, be on the lookout for that. Uh, Ace of the Diamond Act Two, that manga is also ending. It's supposed to end in two chapters. Um, I, I, that was the one I just binge watched over the summer. It just took over my life, and that's all I talked about was because you know, um, it was awesome. I loved it. Um, it was a baseball anime, and it's just the author is just ruthless and wow. But um, I do read this online or you know, however I can just to know what happens. Uh, but it is going to end in two chapters. But do expect uh, Ace, of um, Ace of the Diamond Act 3. Um, it should, it's more likely going to get announced soon. We should be getting it. It's, I don't think it's going to end here. Um, but we'll see where that one goes. Um, and lastly, and this one's kind of an interesting one. The My Hero Academia author, um, which is a trip because I remember saying a while back that um, the anime... Well, yeah, it was a while back, right? Where the anime, or I'm sorry, the manga was heading towards climax and he was supposed to finish it within a year. Well, now mm -hmm. it seems like he's changing his mind on ending the series. So that's kind of an interesting uh, perspective there. Uh, we're not sure if that means he's just, it, it didn't, he didn't meet his timeline for the year or if that means he does plan on extending the series. But we were supposed to be getting an ending. It looks like he changed his mind. Not sure what direction, but he did tweet that out. So again, if you're a My Hero Academia fan, keep an eye out for that because now i'm not sure if we're supposed to get an ending now or or not so um but yeah that includes everything i have for um on my end for anime okay some interesting stuff especially the my hero stuff mm -hmm. uh, i know I, I, I want like i wonder what the what the thing is there whether it's um an ending uh, like you said timeline he's changing his mind about his ending maybe he wants to extend the universe further yeah, yeah, he's and, thinking of a sequel. I, I don't know. Yeah, I and mean, it, it, it's it's weird the way he phrases it. It could it could be just about anything. And keep in mind that it could also be maybe a business thing where you know that hey, let let's give us more, give us something else. It can be any number of things, which is again interesting. Whether this becomes a long running works, which is he's okay with more interpreting, because I know the biggest issue with the manga has been how how uh, right now has been how rushed. The ending is, you know, we're still getting characters, but you know that character development that we got early on, it just does, kind of seems non-existent right now. And people, and they're just flying, flying, flying. So if he does put it on pause, I think that's a great not on pause. If he does slow it down, I think that'd be a great thing, just because we can go back to that formula that works. So uh, it's gonna be interesting to see where this goes, you know, for my hero fans. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have to keep an eye on that, see what, what where that goes, because that's it, it's still like. Big, my hero oh, still popular. huge. Oh yeah, so. yes it is. So let's see what happens there. Over, over in the gaming world, um, we're closing out the second week of Overwatch Two, and it kind of has a lot of stuff going for it this week. Uh, first big announcement is that in its first ten days, it did surpass 
25 million players back on the back on the Overwatch train. And uh, it's been really refreshing. I'm a, I'm a person that watches a lot of streams, uh, YouTube, um, Twitch. And it's been really nice to watch so many people jump back into the game and enjoying it. Loving the change of pace with the no more double shield or kind of tanks just dominating the game. And uh, being able to kind of have an impact and feel like you're doing something from any any of the roles that you like to play. So, uh, you know, it's it's good that it's back. It's nice to be able to watch people enjoy it and, you know, have uh, make it's it's nice that it's like more in a positive light rather than like this, like the ending of Overwatch 2, the last couple of years, how everybody's been like, oh, Overwatch dead game. Right. Um, they also we also did see some stuff across social media where Overwatch is partnering with McDonald's in Australia. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what that entails. I've heard rumors of like meals and stuff like that being like a, being able to order like a Winston burger or something like that, you know, just gimmick stuff like that. The one thing I have spotted is some people have uh, posted the from, from Australia and the area that they've uh, picked up some food at McDonald's and they have like overwatch themed uh, bags, McDonald's bags, which I thought was pretty cool. You know, just the basic brown bag, but you get to see Winston, Ryan, just different characters on there, which I thought, you know, if you're an Overwatch fan, like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, also, Overwatch, we did cover last week. They did have uh, their fair share of launch issues. And uh, Blizzard has acknowledged this. The Overwatch team has acknowledged this. And they are going to be giving us uh, a couple of things to, you know, say thanks for being patient. Uh, some of which include a health pack weapon charm. We're going to be getting a cursed Captain Reaper skin, and we're going to be getting double XP uh, and double a double XP weekend match, double XP matches and weekends. Ooh, when's that? And this is going to start of all days, of all days. You know, it's going to start on October 25th till the end of the season. So anybody that plays within that time period is going to going to be able to get that weapon charm, Reaper skin, and going to be able to do the double uh, match and uh, XP weekends. Uh, also on the 25th, uh, through November 8th, we're going to be getting our first PvE event, which is going to be Overwatch 2 Junkenstein's Revenge, Ooh. Wrath of the Bride. Very nice. Uh, Who's the based bride? on Based on the... Based on the images that I've seen, the bride to me looks like a uh, sombra skin it looks to me like a sombra skin that's like in a like bride of frankenstein sort of gimmick or uh, you know skin and it looks like the characters that are highlighted in this uh pve event are going to be sojourn kiriko junker queen and ash uh we have gotten a little bit of a preview with a witch skin which initially I thought the way it looked, I thought it was going to be Mercy, but it's actually supposed to be Kiriko. Yeah, it looks. It's going to be it's, it's going to be a Kiriko witch skin. Which is because we already had a witch skin. Yeah, witch sisters. Uh, yeah, I was like, dude, why are they giving us another Mercy? And then when I realized it was Kiriko, I'm like, well, it's weird that we have a witch already, but I'm all down for you know a witch Kiriko. Like she you needs know, some, some nice skins. You know what I would like if they went back because that skin is amazing. And it just makes sense that for a game like Overwatch 2, where everything's, you know, they have mythic skins and all these things, where obviously they're paying a lot more attention to these skins. Mercy's, Mercy's um, Halloween skin was actually one of the first um, 
just legendary skins that we got in Overwatch 1. So I would like for them to go and give them a, maybe a little cosmetic makeover, you know what I mean, for free or something, or, you know, something. Because, like, like Kiriko's Witch Skin is amazing. Just the, just the details, and they added a broom, the hat's a, little, it's a lot more detailed compared to mm-hmm. what we see with these skins. It'd be nice just if they can give them like maybe a little, um, what you call it? A little cosmetic makeover, and you can actually toggle these things or whatever. Just so you want you want the OG one because people like the OG one, or if you want the new, you know, updated version of what the skin may look like. It's just it just kind of blows my mind that these skins are only going to get a lot better, and they're going to look a lot more amazing and a lot more detailed compared to the OG skins. So I don't know. It's it's interesting. Yeah, in terms of uh, in terms of the skins, if I'm not mistaken, uh, this past week I think I mentioned it to you. I'm not sure if I mentioned it on last week's podcast, but. They did have uh, Aaron Keller on one of the desks for Overwatch League uh, pregame, and he was discussing a little bit about, I think we did discuss it now that I remember. Uh, He did discuss a little bit about uh, we're going to be getting a new tank, and it's somebody, he made the comment that it's somebody that we're familiar with that we've seen before, which leads people to have their ideas about who that's going to be in Season 2. We did get some new news this week that we're going to be getting uh, an India map and a Gothenburg map. Mm -hmm. But one one of the other things that I'm not sure if they asked him or if he just said it, but they asked him about like maybe some of the skins that we're going to get going forward. And he said that one of their aims was to kind of, that we have some heroes out there that don't quite have the list of skins that some of the other characters have. So that they're going to try and catch them up a little bit. Okay. Just that way everybody kind of has a little bit of variability variety yeah 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 exactly and in terms of the mercy skin i think there is two witch skins right isn't it one of those that they remixed where there's like there used to be like the old version and now they're right you recently put out like the white version the white version yes yes yeah because i'm a big fan of the white version the older one is awesome too but the white version wow uh so sticking with overwatch the last few things uh we did get our first uh overwatch patch Coming in, I know it made Marcus a little bit salty because it was highlighted by a Zenyatta change in which they're going to negate the Zenyatta buff from the new ult that you get with Kiriko. Uh, Initially, it was a little weird that they kind of singled out Zenyatta and his uh, usage during that uh, that ult. But uh, the reports were that he was not working as as what was intended in in terms of... uh, the speed of his attacks and then just that coupled with his discord uh was just kind of ridiculous ridiculous if you if you have if you've experienced you know if you haven't experienced it and you want to check it out just look all over twitter just look up zenyatta kiriko alt and it's it's ridiculous you can take down roadhog in like two seconds it was ridiculous and i was like oh my god you because your orbs get what 50 percent faster 100 percent faster yeah, whatever. And in, some, and in some cases, they were saying like it was even, it was even getting progressively faster as you attacked. So, so you have a uh, Discord, and then you just kind of start flinging your orbs. And if you get a headshot, he's done. It was just you know, ding, 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 and that's how fast it was. You know, in that speed. And I was trying to thousand Rico, and I was using my hands to kind of figure out how fast was it actually going because Zan's orb is ding, 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 ding. 
maybe a little slower than that. So when you get the Kirikos thing, it's just ding, 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 ding. And you're just like, man, he, and he's just melting people, dude. So it was it was awesome. And I was like, yeah, man, and you can totally tell, right? When I was playing with Nada, all I kept saying was, because when you first experienced it, Rico was like, dude, Reinhardt, Reinhardt. And I just happened to be Zenyatta and it happened. And oh my God, I said, Rico, do it with Zenyatta, dude. Do it with Zenyatta. And it's, it's just crazy. Just throw some heaters, man. That's what we call yeah. them. Especially <laughs> with those big targets, like, like Arissa, uh, Roadhog, like oh my goodness, like they they don't stand a chance. Yeah, so it's fun. Um, so yeah, it, it seems like based on what uh, what they've said now that it's not really just going to be like a negation of him in the alt, but they're probably like doing that in the meantime that they fix whatever they need to fix with him, whether it's a smaller a smaller buff to him because of how it works or just regulating the timing a little bit better of uh, his attack speed. So we'll, we'll keep looking out for that. And uh, in that same note, they also did it, put out a uh, developer post, uh, a blog where they acknowledge that there are some tanks that are at the forefront and a little bit more powerful than some of the other ones and kind of make the other ones feel a little bit like, I wouldn't say useless because every tank has their use, but you know, why why play these guys when I can play these like uh three or four tanks uh specifically is what they kind of go into. Uh so they they are saying that they are gonna look at changes. Uh they highlighted Zarya a lot in terms of being really powerful, and they also talked about Doomfist kind of needing a little bit of a change. So uh so we'll keep uh, we'll keep an eye out for those. Uh mm -hmm. that wraps up most of the Overwatch stuff. I don't know if you had anything else to throw in there or no, no, that's yeah, we're good. So uh, one of the big things that uh, a lot of people criticized coming out of the Overwatch launch was the whole SMS protecting and people having to register a phone number uh, to be able to, you know, uh, give us, they're, they're doing it so that they give us some protection uh, from hackers and stuff like that to try and combat that. Now, we've got announcements now that COD Modern Warfare 2 is going to be doing the same thing and trying to combat, they're going to use this as a means to combat People that hack and use cheats and stuff like that. You know, you register an account to a phone number, you mess up, and, you know, your account is gone until you get a new phone number. So at least it's going to cost you something to keep cheating, right? Then uh, we also got some news from The Rock. Dwayne The Rock Johnson has announced that Black Adam is going to be coming to Fortnite. Yet again, Fortnite with more uh, partnerships and little things for their gamers. Uh, we talk about it over and over, how we're not uh, too big into the Fortnite scene. But if you're a fan, you know, like, awesome, man. You get all this uh, this cool stuff just coming at you left and right all the time. So, right yeah, on, we, Fortnite. And we've always said, man, just the way Fortnite just supports their, their game, awesome. So, uh, talking about awesome, we got uh, some Pokemon news this week. Uh, starting with... We touched a little bit on some of the events that were going on around the world this, uh, this past month. One of the things that Marcus and I were able to get and trade for some of our partners across the pond, some of our Pokey buddies across the pond, were some codes for Genesect, Marshadow, and Volcanion because they were only available over in uh, the EU. Now they're going to be coming to the US and Canada. Genesect and Volcanion will be coming October 16th through the 29th. So starting tomorrow, then uh, Marshadow will be running from October 30th to November 12th. I believe that also is at GameStop. And there's some other place, but I Marshadow was at Target. Remember. 
Is it is it both or is it? Uh, just no, I think I think Marshall was just Target, and the other two were at GameStop. That's what I saw. I may be wrong. No, yeah, you might be right. So Genesect and Volcanion. I remember there was one that was different. So you're right. You're probably right. Yeah, uh, distributed because... to U.S. and Canada at GameStop October 16th, and then Marshadow. Okay. At Target, right? I think so. Which is real weird because I remember thinking like, am I supposed to walk in there and ask for and ask one of these employees for a code that you know that I you know, I'm walking into a supermarket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, huh, you know, where de- or like a, ge- a de- dedicated GameStop, you know what I mean, or a game store like GameStop. Just gonna walk in, small little place, and you know they know what to expect, right? Or I don't know if an employee is gonna tell me like, nah, man, you get out of here. You know what I mean? What are you talking about, kid? <laughs> Not even kid. What are you talking about, grown ass man? Get out of here. No, no Pokemon code. <laughs> I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> oh, look, I actually just got some news on Twitter here that says the Overwatch 2 double XP weekends will be October 21st through 24th, 28th through 31st, and 24th through 28th. So starting next weekend, for the starting next weekend, three weekends in a row, we're going to be getting the double XP. Oh, very nice. So yeah, that's uh, that's the news in terms of the uh, the Pokemon that are going to be coming, the event Pokemon that are going to be coming. Then uh, we did get some news from Pokemon uh, Scarlet and Violet. The initial little trailer that we got kind of was met with a little bit of backlash because what they did was introduce a gym leader uh, by the name of I don't know, I don't know how you say it, but <laughs> it's an L. It was an I. I think it's an I. Oh, well, dang. I've been saying Lono. Really? So let me see. Uh-huh. Let me see. And maybe, you, maybe exactly. you're right, yeah. Because I don't know, man. I've been, if it's Iono, I, I that works too. I mean, I think the Ono part sounds really cool. Oh, it is. It is. It is. It's weird because I see some places they post with an L and other places they post with an I. And a lot of people were saying like the I thing because they were making it into a meme because they were like, I don't know about that new trailer, man. Like, you know, like trying to be clever. So is it Lono? I keep seeing E O No. E O No. E O No. Like we're like, both wrong. Well, I mean, because you see, like the pronunciation with the E, but it's like E O yeah. No. Yeah. It says hmm. here her name is with an I. See, but here okay. it says E O No, but then I see somebody type it with a. With an, with an L, like Lono. I don't know. I guess I'm going to have to do my research later. But uh, they highlighted her, and uh, they had there had been, like, reports that every gym leader is going to have, like, their job outside of being just a gym leader. So with yeah. her, she's going to be an influencer, which is funny because, like, we get to see all these, like, reactions and stuff like that from these people that are, that are you know, influencers, streamers, what have you. And, you know, that's exactly what she is. Uh, she is going to be an electric-type, um gym leader which you can tell by the if you if it's not obvious by the magnemites in her hair uh and her her whole get up and stuff her her music was pretty cool uh like i said the initial thing was met with a little bit of backlash because at this point we're getting real close to the game people are wanting to see new pokemon people want to see uh more gimmick stuff people want to see uh the starters we still haven't seen the starter evos um so they were expecting, I think, a little bit more than that. So when they were met with this, with those mixed feelings, I, I thought it was cool. I think Marcus also was pretty positive about it and liked the the character. Then they came out about a day or two later and they revealed who her like main Pokemon is. 
And they revealed the new Pokemon by the name of Bellabolt, which is kind of like an electric frog type thing. Uh, and they're introducing a new ability where that's called Electromorphosis, which is an ability where if he gets hit by a move, he his next electric attack does more damage. I'm not sure how much more, but if it is like a slow, bulky wall of a Pokemon, like that's actually really good because you want to be the person that attacks second so that you get that boost. Right. Uh, did you have any thoughts about this? You know, the gym leader, the new Pokemon. I thought, well, I like, again, I know we're, we're fans of the dual, like duality type thing with the colors and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Just, I thought, I thought they're knocking out these character, these characters out of the, out of the park, man, and their designs. I think I mentioned that a while back. So, um, yeah, man, it looks amazing. I, even the, the the new Pokemon, uh, Bellabolt, I think it looked real cool, especially the way the belly just lights up when it's about to go with electricity move and stuff. So. They're knocking out of the park, man. I, I have nothing, nothing but good things to say. Yeah. So, you know, just ramping up more and more excitement. Uh, we'll probably get at least another trailer or two before the game launches. So I'm excited. And that'll be on November 18th. Um, Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk just got uh, some mods that add edge runners. The risk of being cyber psycho. I get it. I guess they added it by way of a new stat that is the humanity stat and i'm guessing from what i read i think i remember it said that if your humanity stat hits zero you become a cyber psycho i didn't go further far enough into the game to even know what the hell that is but marcus being that he watched the anime i'm sure knows it pretty well yeah i haven't played the game so i don't know what comes out and what doesn't um i do plan on playing that which is interesting rico's playing the game and hasn't watched the anime but i watched him and have played the game so we're kind of in this weird you know uh but do you know what cyber psycho is going cyber psycho I know, I know that it uh, it kind of makes you like go. I would imagine it means like you kind of go crazy, and just like you lose all. It, it, I don't. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what it is because I oh, didn't go okay. far enough into the game to know what that is. But I would imagine like you kind of lose yourself. Yeah, that, that, that's what it. That's what it seems like to me. Like you kind of become almost uh, like primal. Is what I would think. Like you're yeah. just. And that's the way actually the anime opens up in the first episode. You see one of the characters going cyber cycle, which is basically, you know, it's an, they keep inducing themselves with this injection and, you know, they need this injection to kind of sustain themselves. So the more they just pump themselves with this drug or whatever it may be, um, they start to basically go haywire. And because, you know, they, they have all these um, upgrades and stuff to them, to themselves. And the more they become humanoid and they, they, the less they, they lose their humanity and stuff like that. So you kind of mix, you kind of couple the two. And before you know it, they just start hallucinating and seeing things and aren't able to control themselves. And then they basically go with, you know, cyber psycho where they just start tearing up everything in their path. Um, so it's intense. Good watch. Got to go watch. So NSO online, Nintendo Switch online made nearly $1 billion in 2021, which I mean, that's huge. That's a lot of money. Nintendo, uh, you know, they're expanding their Nintendo Switch online uh, library in terms of the games you can play for free with that. Uh, most notably, like now they're going to be adding some of the Mario parties, Pokemon stadiums, GoldenEye is coming not too long from now. So uh, right on. I know you've you've uh, played quite a bit of some of their little expansion stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, hold on. I know you. I, I know you. I know you got into like the puzzle Pokemon Puzzle League or 
Yeah, it was just um, the uh, it's, it's I'm just my mind just fried. Um, but yeah, the Pokemon Puzzle League that's the one that that was on the Nintendo Switch online. That's what you're talking about, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it just totally went over my head when you said it. I was just dumbfounded for like a second. Right, it happens. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, and I was super big into that game for a while. I was doing Rico, like for, and I was putting hours just there, sitting down trying to beat these things until you realize there's a very hard mode and a very very hard mode, which is a different code. And it got to a point where, like, I don't know if I was progressing. I started going online and seeing there was tips or whatever just to get better at this puzzle game because dang it, the computers get hard which is obviously what you want whenever you're dealing with an ai you know you want the ai to be good so that way it feels rewarding when you beat them and then and obviously use the ai to get better but no it was amazing so if you if you get anything in the future like a pokemon puzzle league 2 that'd be awesome because i would play it so some of the other some of the things i'll go through real quick is uh spider-man miles morales is coming to steam on november 18th so for those of you looking to play that, uh, PC players, you know, that's coming. That's right around the corner, about a month away. Uh, there are some indie game devs that are working on a new body cam POV shooter. There are some uh, footage out there if you're interested in looking at what that looks like. Just look uh, look on Twitter, body cam POV uh, shooter game. Uh, you'll get to check that out. It looks pretty, pretty interesting and uh, a little very real. <laughs> so uh, give it a watch. Uh, Persona 3 and 4. We'll be getting completely new versions on Xbox, but not PlayStation. I saw uh, that. New I versions thought, and just graphical upgrades, right? Yes. Yes. And I thought that was pretty, like, I, I actually would think it would have been the other way around. If this was going to happen, I would have seen them getting something different on PlayStation and not Xbox, being that they've been on PlayStation, like, historically, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I, I don't know. That kind of threw me for a loop. Uh, in, in speaking also about graphics and stuff like that, we did get the report that uh, Gotham, the new Gotham Knights game is only going to be 30 FPS. Yeah, you had mentioned it yesterday. Which is meaning, like, people are giving, like, I, I never want people to dog on a game, but, like, at this point, it feels like that is a very big issue. Downgrade. Oh, that, man, I think uh, it's a yeah. slap in the face, which is weird. Yeah, like, the standard now, like, if you're not 60 FPS at the very least, like, I don't know. I, I just don't know what they're thinking. Like, and there's not going to be a performance mode where you can like lower your graphical, your graphic fidelity and like choose to have higher frame rate and stuff like that. Like at least include that. But uh, I don't know. I don't know what, what, uh, what, what's going on here. If it's not the best looking game ever in terms of like 4k, uh, HDR, um, Dolby vision, whatever, what have you like, I don't know. I feel like it's, I feel like the game is already kind of doomed. Which sucks. Yeah, which is really uh, weird because you would think something like 30 frames would, it's like you're not playing on a Switch undocked, you know what I mean? You're mm-hmm. not playing on the go. There's no, there's no real like payoff for having it 30 frames, which is weird because you're going to be playing on X and they're only making it for Xbox Series X and PS5, you know what I mean? Like, true. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, it's weird. Like, it's weird. It's, it's a real weird thing if, if the rumor's true or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll have to see. There's a lot of backlash right now about that. So let's see what happens because that game is coming out real soon. Yeah, so, delayed, imagine. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt, dude, I wouldn't doubt it with, with how much hate it's getting. So we'll, we'll just have to keep a lookout for that. Some other couple things I'll cover real quick. And then the last two things that kind of I wanted to get your opinion on. Uh, there's a game, a horror game coming out by the name of Choo Choo Charles. And 
I had to post it because it is one of the most freaky things I've ever seen where you have an evil train chasing you around with spider legs. Did you get to watch that little clip? I did not. I'm looking yeah. for it right now, but I don't it's, know what that is. It's there towards the bottom. It's probably like the fourth or no, it's a little bit, but you'll see it there. It's it's a, a, a little clip I posted by IGN, but that train just looks, oh it's my, a nightmare. Yeah. It looks freaky. <laughs> Yeah, I'm watching it right now. <laughs> if you go like to the 22nd mark, it's it's like the scene where it's chasing you. And holy crap, that's just horrifying. <laughs> it looks intense, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I said, like, dude, I got to share this. So that's one thing. The other thing is that Elden Ring actually recently, I, I was wondering what it was and I ended up looking it up. And then some news started circulating about it. It got a big update in which they kind of split the balance of its PvP system and PvE system, kind of being able to kind of, you know, just separate the two. And this is kind of like regulate a little bit what uh, you can do when you're going against other players versus like being able to enjoy your build as a whole uh, over the course of the game and your single player experience. Now, there was some there was some rumors, and I think they kind of have been confirmed just about at this point that they are doing this to prepare for DLC. Uh, the rumors were because they want to balance out everything before like new weapons and OP stuff and cool stuff comes into the game so that the PVP players can not feel, uh, what would you call it, uh, oppressed by certain things like they did in the past, but while still being able to enjoy it when you're taking on, you know, your single player experience. I think somebody did data mine some stuff and there was some little, some little hints of DLC stuff coming soon some names and little things in there that they found that kind of lead to it being pretty soon, actually. Um, if you want to look up that, you know, feel free to look it up yourself. I'm not going to cover uh, too many of the leaks and stuff like that. Uh, the stuff I wanted to get your thoughts on, uh, the Plague's Tale team actually put out uh, some tweets where they are pleading with players not to post uh, anything about their game in terms of spoilers and then uh, and then a, a, and then other people uh they're trying to warn them to avoid anything and everything like plague's tale for like a couple at least a couple weeks on social media and stuff like that which i mean it makes sense to me you know being that they are a very heavy like story driven game but i was like what like <laughs> yeah, no, I same reaction, almost as if there was, this were on par with like the global scale of, you know, the Avengers, you know, Endgame and Infinity War, you know what I mean? Like, don't mm -hmm. post spoilers, you know, like it's supposed to be this global thing. So it's a, it's a, it's a small, smaller company compared, obviously, um, releasing this type of statement. So now I'm just I'm, honestly, I, I'm not bashing them or anything. I'm intrigued yeah. because I'm like, what the hell is this story supposed to encompass? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and and I and I remember saying I had played I had played Senua and and uh, our boy Rudy Taco Dude had mentioned Banner, 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 Banner. <laughs> play play a plague to play a plague to and he'll play uh, uh, Hellblade and I said yeah okay cool it took me a while it took me actually months if not almost a year to get into Plague Tale but I loved it loved everything about it the story was amazing and it was great it was awesome and I but I told Rudy I was like the thing is is that I played Hellblade first uh, instead of Plague's Tale so it was kind of like. Um, I think had it been the other way around, I might have appreciated Plague Tale a little bit more. And which is, but it's it's perfect timing because Requiem comes out already what next week or so. Um, so I, 
and the fact that I saw this statement, I said, whoa, I was like, now I'm, I'm actually more curious, more intrigued to jump in the story now more than ever. And I think it helps now that I'll be playing Requiem before I played Hellblade 2. Um, so maybe I'll have a little bit more unbiased in the second, you know, iterations of these two great games, man. Just as, as far as story-wise and, and stuff like that, it's is awesome. So I'm super pumped. I'm super excited. Uh, Plague's Tale was, Part 1 was amazing. So I'm just curious if something big is going to happen here at the end of a Plague's Tale Requiem. I, I feel like the same thing. Like my initial reaction was like, ah, like that's very wishful thinking, like for your whole thing not to be spoiled. Like within a day, like everything's going to be posted everywhere. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but also like you, like once I got to think about it, I said, whoa, like, yes, it kind of seems a little bit, uh, what's the word? Uh, like, I don't say far-fetched, right? Or. Yeah, like when you're, uh, like when something, not gullible, gullible is not the word, but just, uh, you know, it's wishful just wishful, thinking. yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's wishful thinking. There's a word there, but I, I don't, I, it's not coming to me, but it is wishful thinking for people to avoid spoilers and all like that. But then the only reason they would do something like this is if there's something big that's going to happen. So, like, yeah. So, so that, that, you know, it, I, my mind went to the same spot, like, oh, that means for the people that play this. And I knew Rudy's going to be one of them, Nanner Banana Banana. And then you would be the other one that got into it a little bit more recently and enjoyed it. So, um, you know, something big is coming. Oh, yeah. And I'm, and I'm pumped. Like, I, I'm super pumped. So uh, it comes out, what, the 18th or 24th? I don't know why those two dates. I don't remember what day it comes out, but it's coming out next week. And so I'll be playing, I'll be playing this game day one and trying to get through it as quickly as possible. So the last thing, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Because this this actually just kind of got hot yesterday, last night and today. Um, but Helena Taylor, which uh, voiced Bayonetta in the first two games, is asking players and fans of hers to boycott Bayonetta 3. Because she claims that the reason she didn't do the third game is because they only offered her $4,000. Which yeah, she felt, she says that she felt insulted. I did get to watch... Some of her, she posted like a three piece video on Twitter where she's talking about like kind of her credentials and where she studied and, you know, some of the work that she's done. And, you know, she, her, she worked on the first two games, both of which were like pretty popular or, you know, very popular. And then, I mean, it's kind of a shoe in that you're going to get the same uh, voice actress for the third game for, to reprise the role as a character. And, you know, being that, She's already been part of a successful franchise. You would think you're going to, you know, pay her well and take care of her. But, uh, you know, the I mean, $4,000, that's, that's ouch. And, yeah. uh, you know, with reports nowadays where you see people being, you know, uh, I don't want to say, I don't, I don't want to go as far as saying like abused, but like underpaid and overworked. Uh, you hear it more and more in terms of like gaming uh, in terms of like the people that are writing all the animes and stuff that we're enjoying and stuff like that, you know, kind of just people being taken for granted and uh, mistreated and stuff like that. And I don't know, it's just, it, it made me feel bad. And you could see that she was hurt in those yeah. videos. So what do you think of this? You see, and that's unfortunate because like, I, I did get the collector's edition or whatever. And I do have a pre-ordered, I did pay it off. So like, I'm getting my copy and it sucks because you know, 
these a lot of these voice actors and anime included is just they are getting underpaid they aren't getting you know that money that you'd think they would be getting especially for a franchise like bayonetta which we've been waiting since 2017 or so um to get part three but to be offered four thousand dollars um that's kind of ridiculous man that's way ridiculous and again it's, it's unfortunate i won't be able to support directly support in my case because i do want the game that's gonna try that's gonna trump everything that's about now um but I would, I would hope maybe they do justice and included some type of, some sort of, you know, redo the lines. But again, that'd be a step to the face for the person they currently got now. So that that implies what that the person doing it now is getting that type of money. So I'm, it's it's it's, it's tough, man. It's a tough it, industry. It, it, and... it puts you in a very weird spot, especially if you're a big fan, right? Like yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. So like, it, it's unfortunate. Hopefully, going forward, you know, there'd be a little bit more known as to what these type of voice actresses and actors are getting um and again that includes anime that includes video game um dialogue and stuff like that because obviously they do it and their voice is synonymous with like in this case like bayonetta or charles martinet with mario and the super mario games and stuff like that so it's 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 tripped out to see that they're only getting paid you know something like this for a game where the the it's going to make millions of dollars let's be honest you know what i mean so that's interesting that you're a hey, here's 44 Four thousand. Put another zero at the end of it. You know, it's chump change for some of these people. But Platinum Games, which is interesting, um, has been a little rocky lately. So we'll see where they go. We'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens with the story. And see what the future Platinum Games or you know what the future holds for uh, Helena Taylor. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, so with that, we're gonna jump over to TV and movies. And I had this for a little bit later on, but since it's since like you kind of touched on it perfectly, uh. Tara Strong, which a lot of us know, uh, me for me specifically as the voice of uh, Hardy Quinn, and she's done some other work here and there. But she says that she is she did not like the whole Mario being uh, Chris Pratt thing, and she says that it should have been voiced by Charles uh, Martinet, is how you say it, right? Yeah. In the new movie, and I mean it makes sense because she's a voice actress, and those you know she's sticking with her people, and I'm sure wants to make sure that uh, the people in her group are going to, you know, continue to thrive and have jobs out there and they're not going to be replaced by these A-list actors everywhere and stuff like that. So, uh, any thoughts on that or? I mean, I would it just, prefer... it, it makes sense, right? But yeah, it makes sense. And I would have preferred just if, again, it was a small sample size. And again, maybe she, maybe she's just going off what she heard from the trailer, but I would like to see more before I, I, I more of a sample size before I really give my judgment on this Mario. But again, Charles Martinet uh, was the, you know, is the, is Mario, is the voice from Mario, has been the voice from Mario for, for a long time. So, um, yeah, again, before I hold judgment, because Charles Martinet is actually credited somewhere in this movie. And I want to know if that's maybe the sound effects or something. So we'll see. Okay. Okay. So we'll, we'll keep looking out for that. And uh, like you said, very small sample size, and we'll have to get a little bit more as it comes closer. Now, House of the Dragon will be four seasons, all of which are going to have 10 episodes, according to George R.R. R. Martin. Um, he also did put out there that he actually prefers Patty Con- Considine's Viserys to the one that he wrote in the book, oh, which, dude. which, holy shit, like, what a compliment. <laughs> holy crap, what a compliment. And I mean, by this For last good episode... By this last episode, like, holy crap. Like, yeah, you were on the fence about his character, like, over the course of the first couple episodes. But, man, he nailed it. 
Yeah, from he the was, bonfire scene, walking up the, the throne. Oh, man, dude. Emmy Award, man. Give it to him. Give yeah. the man his Emmy. So, uh, House of the Dragon has been real hot. And uh, we actually, this past week, also got the ending of uh, The Rings of Power, which, holy shit, another thing that just kind of, like, started slow and just ramped up and ramped up and ramped up and ended with, like, just an amazing episode. And it's just so exciting and makes you, like, have that I cannot wait for it to be back feeling uh, I I did get to check that out. I don't think Marcus has watched it yet, but I'm sure he'll I'm sure he'll get to it sometime this weekend. Hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, we also did get a lot of big news in the MCU. Where we got a bunch of delays across the board. Uh, Avengers Secret War is going to be coming out May first, twenty twenty six. Now, Fantastic Four moved to February fourth, twenty twenty five. Deadpool three uh, moved up to November eighth, twenty twenty four. And Blade, which has kind of like been the craziest one and up in flux, it did get a date, September 6, 2024. But that one is kind of said to be like kind of in limbo because they're trying to get the right writer, the right story. And they're still kind of experimenting. We did get uh, a new writer, but I guess things are still a little bit rocky. And if I'm not mistaken, some of their the people in their cast like have a little bit of creative freedom. So uh, they're making they're trying to make sure that they nail it so that one is not in trouble but kind of like on hold where they kind of want to make sure that it's going to be solid uh harrison ford is reported to be the new thunderbolt ross in captain america uh new world order which is pretty cool harrison ford coming back and now going to be a part of the mcu uh we also did get some news from enola holmes i know marcus and i are a big fan of uh, Enola Holmes. We did watch the first movie. I think I remember saying that we both enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and she will become, it is going to be Millie again, coming back. And it seems like we're going to get a lot more Henry Cavill in this movie as a, uh, as Sherlock. Yeah. You, I hope, I hope the, 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 what is it? The chemistry between Millie and Henry. I'm sure it's going to, I'm sure it's going to be awesome. So seeing yeah. it on screen for as long as possible is going to be great. Based on the trailer, it, it seems like it's going to be exactly that, which is really exciting. I hope for the exact same thing. Uh, for for you wrestling fans out there, Adam Copeland, aka Edge, has been cast in Disney Plus's series Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Uh, I know he did make his jump over to TV and and stuff like that in the last couple of years. He had some success when he had to step away from wrestling. Uh, he did it. He did. He was able to uh, get cleared and make a comeback to wrestling. So you'll still see him in the ring from time to time. Uh, I think more regularly now, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't watched too much wrestling lately, but I know he's back. And we're going to see him in Disney Plus in Percy Jackson and the Olympians. So that's exciting. Uh, we did have some delays, but we also got uh, Dune actually bumped up their release date to November 3rd, 2023. So that'll be coming uh, in, the four, in the last quarter of next year. Uh, I know it is kind of supposed to be like a Dune. Dune was supposed to be like part one. And now this one is going to be like the second chapter rather than like the, the like a sequel kind of thing. So uh, I'm excited for that because I, I rather did enjoy the first one, but it did feel to me like it was a little incomplete, like we needed a bit more. So uh, you're going to have to kind of, I think this will add to that and is going to kind of give us a better idea of what Dune is like as a whole. Uh, John Carpenter says that he believes that he could make a really, really great Dead Space film. I believe that. Uh, I do too. And uh, being that we just that we're getting a new Dead Space game 
here soon and there was that new trailer and stuff like that like hey let's let's get it rolling man like we we're talking about earlier how you know you make great films great games they play off each other uh series whatever like hey why not man let's do it yeah he's he's old right how old is he i'm not he's, sure but, but i know he's, he's old there. 70s or something man uh, Michelle Yeoh and Pete Davidson have been cast for Transformers: Rise of the Beasts, uh, and and we are gonna get Haley Steinfeld returning as well for her character. Uh, Transformers, you know, they get memed on a lot, but I mean, if you take them for what they are, and you know, you're gonna get a lot of action, explosions, uh, some cool animation, CGI stuff like that. Hey, some but Michelle, che- dude, she's in the film. Yeah, some cheesy lines and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, Michelle, Michelle's big. I'm a, I'm a fan of Haley Steinfeld too. Pete Davidson is the one that kind of threw me for a loop because, I mean, I'm not sure. I I don't really know him too much to know of him other than, you know, Kanye is not a fan. <laughs> but uh, that's about it, man. But uh, I, I'm, I'm definitely going to check this out at some point. I, whether I'll be buying it or not is something else. But uh, I'll watch it. It's one of those things now that's like, Kind of like the, what is it called? The Fast and the Furious, where like, at this point, oh, it's yeah. it, it, it's it's something else. But, you know, you got to watch it at some point. Uh, Colin Farrell came out with some news that the Penguin series that we're all very eagerly waiting for is going to take place one week after the Batman. So, uh, I know he was very popular uh, coming out of that movie. And uh, we are getting that series, and it's going to be right after the movie, just about. So it's gonna, he's going to run right back into that role. Uh, Brendan Fraser put out that he is very much open to bringing back Rick O'Connell in the Mummy series. Uh, this is really good news. I know Marcus and I are big fans of his. And with all the reports, and if... The Renaissance, dude. It, 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 with all the reports of his uh, work in The Whale movie and how hot of a commodity he's going to become make it happen like start working on it like now before everybody's looking to book him for all their movies because it's going to happen he's back man he's coming back dude he's gonna he's coming back the renaissance is happening you have the whale what's the other martin scorsese film uh the one about flowers totally forgot what it's called but there's that one and i know he he had his role in the um, what's it called the one where he's that robot totally forgot what it is that robot junk thing forgot what it was that series. I can't remember. Neither can I. But now, if he if he makes if he makes another mummy film, dude, oh, dude, uh, you know, right? Ah, uh, man, uh, it's a Rick O'Connell, dude. He's charming, yeah. charismatic, and I'm sure he'd come back and kill the role. Um, and obviously, I don't. You don't expect you know the at least I don't. And if he does, hey, more power to him, right? But I don't expect the uh, you know young, uh, charismatic, you know, adventurous young Rick O'Connells, but. We can get something, man, where we pass on the torch or something. I, I don't get I don't yeah. give a damn. It's it's Just a mummy movie. Just it's a little a mummy something. Movie. <laughs> yeah, just a couple <laughs> some lines here, a little bit of a throwback to some action moves, and then maybe he hurts himself or I don't know. Just something, man. It would be exciting for it to come back for sure. Uh, and it's funny you mention uh, Martin Scorsese because he is going to be working on the Gangs of New York series. Uh as far as I know. I know for sure he's going to be working on episodes one and two. I'm not sure about the rest of the series. I would think if he's going to be in something like this, he would be involved all the way around. But the reports that I've seen just say episodes one and two. Uh, I've never seen the Gangs of New York uh, 
stuff, but I know that it's very popular. Uh, you ever seen those movies? I've seen a it movie? a long time ago. It was long, and I remember yeah. just like, dang, and you know, just Dan Day Lewis, and people talk about his method acting stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's intense. It's an intense movie. But again, I, I think the last time I saw it, I must have been like maybe what, my 13, 14 years old. And this is before I had a big appreciation for films I do now. Uh, I remember it being kind of a slog fest, man. <laughs> They're in the first, at least in the first hour. It's a long movie, dude. So if I were to go back, obviously I'd pay a lot more attention to it or whatever. But my brother was a big fan of Gangs in New York. I mean, he loved gang type movies. And obviously this one, you're kind of dealing with the, was it Southwest and this whole like militia group between two people and, I mean, two groups. And yeah, this is from what I remember, dude. But it's been a long time, a long time. Yeah, I know they're immensely, that, that movie was immensely popular. And then with Martin Scorsese, you know, that name has a lot of, carries a lot of weight. So I'm sure, oh, for sure. it's going to be great. And maybe because of the length of the movie, it is going to lend itself better to maybe in a series. Uh, and not being like a snooze fest, even not, not because of the content, but because of how long it is, you know? Yeah. Uh, so jumping over to Netflix, Netflix uh, had a record-breaking uh, quarter three in terms of original TV and content with approximately 1,026 episodes. They produce 1,026 episodes in, qu- in quarter three alone. Of, of just Netflix content, original Netflix content, which was pretty crazy. Uh, also, then the Netflix news, they announced their basic tier, which uh, they've been talking about for a while. I thought it was a little bit of a letdown because it really? is going to be, it, it, it well, because it is going to be $7 and it is only going to stream at 720p. I didn't. Which, which, which I thought like now that we have like 4k HDR and all that at this point, 1080p is kind of like last, like last, uh, it's, uh, if you compare it to like gaming, like 4k is kind of like there, like there's 8k out there, but 4k is kind of like the standard, like, I guess it's, it's still not, I wouldn't say standard, but that's kind of like what everybody's trying to go for right now. Mm-hmm. You can get super cheap 4K TVs nowadays. Uh, 8K uh, is probably like a good years away. 1080p to me is kind of like the standard. That's, that's uh, what everybody uh, should have, minimum. Yes. Uh, that's kind of like if you would compare it to gaming, like that's kind of what 60 FPS is at this point. Like you should at least have that. So to me, the only thing was, yeah, there's going to be some people that that could uh, that still are rocking like some of the old panels and stuff like that in terms of 720. I just would have liked for them to have done 1080 as a base rather than uh, 720. But the seven dollars, you know, good price, easy, uh, and that's going to be coming November third. Yeah, and uh, what is it? It's at seven dollars a month, and again, this is the ad tier, right? This does come. This does come with ads, and yes. I, I would think more so just because like. These are obviously not your diehard, you know, TV watchers. You know, in my case, TV watchers, Netflix guys. They may, they're probably the ones who maybe like a show or two and not, what, not, not willing to kind of go into anything else or don't want to go into anything else. Um, the fact that it's 720, I didn't think it was too crazy. And but again, 1080, obviously, you know, should have been the standard. But seven dollars a month. You're if you're paying for ads, obviously, you're okay with whatever they throw at you. You just want cheap price to watch the same thing. And you're not a perfectionist, and that's okay. Um, there was another report, right? I think as far as far as this was concerned, that's going to take them a while 
to get everything that they own onto this particular tier, right? Am I mistaken? No, um, you're right. Because it was more of a, and I believe, and I know when this report came out, that was also said, it's not going to include everything. I believe it's going to include everything eventually, but the reason it's not is because a lot of these things are monetized in different ways. So I think they might have to rework contracts now that they'll be including ads uh, for these films and TV shows and or, you know, whatever they're watching. Um, I'm pretty sure that was a reason. So I don't know if maybe there was some, you know, skewed information out there as far as what it's going to include and what it isn't, right? Or did I read that report wrong? No, you're right. You're right. It seemed like that's what they're aiming towards. Like, it's just going to start off slow and ramp up as it goes along. Um, and I don't have a problem with that because I, I agree with you. It's going to be for those people that are just buying in, have, just want to have, have a little something to throw on or whatever while they go about their day. And uh, to me, I just would have liked the, the that one little bump up from 720 to 1080. Yeah, uh, because that's it. Other the, um, than that, I'm, I'm down. With what's the um, um, the standard price right now? The base price is it 16 bucks. I think so. Yeah. So it, it is. So seven dollars for less than it's not even half price. It's a little less than half price than what we pay. Right. The standard with no ads and all that stuff. So uh, if you don't mind seven dollars a month, man, shoot again. When it comes to the content, if you don't mind, I also believe they said roughly three to five minutes of ads that you'll be seeing per hour, I believe. You know, it's I don't think that's anything too, too crazy. But that's, again, yeah, I just, that's not terrible. I don't like ads personally. It drives yeah. me crazy. <laughs> I don't either. It's, it, I think it's a fair price. It's point. a preference. Yeah, it, it's a fair price point. And, you know, if, if it's something that you end up liking, you can move up, move up like in the tiers or whatever. But uh, but yeah, I mean, right on. It's, it's not for us, but for somebody out there, this is a big oh, deal. Yeah. So right on Netflix. Uh, so the last two things I have are Avatar Studios has found its animation studio, Flying Bark, which worked worked on the rise of the the t the rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, and Marvel Studios What If includes some of their their works that you might know of. Uh, it says that they will animate the two D Avatar films coming to theaters starting in 2024. So not next year, but the year after. Uh, I know Avatar has a big fan base out there. I personally have never watched it. Uh, I also hear a lot of big things about the rise of Korra. Uh, unfortunately, the only thing of Avatar I have seen is the movie, the live action movie. I know <laughs> what you're thinking. <laughs> so, don't judge me. I'm sorry. <laughs> but but I, know, I know those of you that are big fans and everything are excited that this is coming. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's not much else to say. I'm, I'm just feeling it. Severely judged right now, so I'm gonna it's, move on. It's, it's a great series, man. The original, <laughs> the, the OG, and the Legend of Korra. So the whole universe is just great, man. So that's all I'm gonna say about that, you know, Mister. I've only seen the uh, M Night Shyamalan. <laughs> Dude, come on, man! It was M Night. Like, how was I supposed to know? <laughs> First five minutes going in, we got the prologue. I turned to my buddy Ricky and I said, "Hey, this is gonna be a terrible film." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the last report, we did get a, a little report saying that uh, Cartoon Network did get merged with uh, WB, which kind of left a lot of people like. <sighs> that was crazy. I thought that you was know, crazy. And, and the initial report said things that the word per word Cartoon Network Studios is being shut down after 30 years and will be merged with Warner Brothers now. Of course, this left to a big gasp across the internet and across the digital world. But Cartoon Network later, by way of their Twitter, did say, y'all, we're not dead. We're just turning 30. 
to our fans, we're not going anywhere. We have been and will always be your home for beloved, innovative cartoons. More to come soon. And then they put out a little meme that is like, when the internet says you're dead, but you're just sitting here like, uh, no, we're not. So uh, despite all the memes about uh, Cartoon Network and it being gone, and of course, all, all of uh, our nostalgia with the TV shows and all that, uh, I don't know exactly what this means for this piece of news, whether or not it's not as serious as it's initially seemed, or uh, like I said, if WB is just kind of trying to save face and have us believe like it's things aren't really going to change that much because of the bad press and like the gasp uh, that we all kind of let out and sadness of like maybe some of our shows being gone and not coming back. You have any, what was your initial reaction to the Cartoon Network news? I believe I put it there. I said, what the fuck? You don't always respond right away, but that one, I remember you responded like fast. And I was yeah, like, that one. Yeah, dude, um, that one was a trip. And again, just because nostalgia and, you know, we grew up with Cartoon Network. Anything we watched was on that show, Cartoon Network, Disney, Nickelodeon. Those are the three channels that you flipped to when you were a kid. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I just, you know, I one of my favorite shows of all time was Courage of Cowardly Dog. And uh, I just always watched that show and I always watched it on Cartoon Network at night or whatever. I, Scooby-Doo, I grew up Scooby-Doo a lot. And I just... It was it was tripped out more so than anything else, and you know, so I'm not sure exactly what it means either. I get, again, it's one of the things we have to kind of wait and see how much it changes, if it does change, what the programming is like. You see what WB is going to go ahead and work with it, but we'll see, man. But yeah, that was my initial reaction, dude. Straight up, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm sure you know. We're all hoping that it that what Cartoon Network says is the truth, and it's. It's more of just like they're aging out and it's more of a financial thing and stuff like that. And it's, it's going to be the same old Cartoon Network. It's, I'm sure what we're all hoping for. Uh, so, I mean, like you say, it's just kind of a wait and see thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now the awaited, the long awaited return of the Heroes of the Week. I know we haven't done this in quite a while, but I actually have two for this week. The first of which doesn't really need a story. If you know, you know. And it's just a name, Pochita. Pochita. That's it. That's it. I agree. The second one is a little bit of a feel-good story, but also a sad, very sad story. A couple of weeks ago, we did report on the passing of the, I guess he was the animator for oh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. The mangaka of Yu-Gi-Oh! Yes. Oh, there you go, the mangaka. Uh, his name was... Uh, Kazuki Takahashi. Uh, we did get the report of him passing. That was back in July, on July 4th, actually. And uh, recent reports have let out that uh, the way that he passed away was that he was trying to save three different people, one of which I know for sure was a, a young kid uh, stuck in the riptide at Okinawa Beach. So, um, you know... It's always sad. It's, obviously, it's a very sad story that he passed away. But also, it, it stuff like this always makes me feel some type of way about, you know, here's this guy. Maybe, maybe, I don't know how things were in his day-to-day, but, you know, big. He's, he was a big deal, you know, with, uh, yeah. with Yu-Gi-Oh! And, you know, those people that knew what Yu-Gi-Oh! was probably knew of him. Maybe 
not what he looked like or or whatever but 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 nonetheless he was a big deal and he went out of his way to try and save these people and ultimately it cost him his life but for somebody like that in a position like that probably you know set for life going out there and still trying to do what was right even though it wasn't easy and uh you know what it cost him and stuff like that just kind of makes you feel like you know like there's some, world, there's some like, good like, left in the world, man. Yes, I'm, like, I'm like, Lord like, of Rings here, man. like we're okay. Like, you know, humanity's going to be okay, you know, because we're all human at the end of the day, despite all the bickering, fighting, disagreeing, like back and forth, like you, you nailed it. Like there's good in the world and yeah, man, it, it, it's, it's happy, but it's very sad at the same time. So yeah, he, it's he, very he, bittersweet. He, he died a hero. And I know initial reports came out. We had no idea. It's just that he drowned. It's kind of with, with gear on. You're not really sure what happened. Uh, but again, someone who to be on this on this pedestal, to, you know, and to give his life to try and save people, you know, you 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 he wrote. I'm sure he wrote about these things. He wrote the story Yu Gi Oh. You know, a very popular uh, card game and anything. And the fact that you know someone like him, who was on this just stage, who everybody knew. I'm sure out there and the creator. Um, Gave up his life, and again, I, I did quote Lord of the Rings just now. There is still good. There's still good in the world, Mister Frodo, right? And mm-hmm. he's just a prime example of, you know, regardless of your position, you know, you there's still amazing things out there. And so, you know, again, rest in peace. Condolences. You know, Daddy Hero is awesome. You know, especially not awesome. He passed away, but just you know, the people, regardless of positioning and position, and you know where they're at in life. Just do look out for everybody. Looks out for everybody, and that's honestly what we can ask for in the world. Just look out for your neighbor. Look out for your friends. Just look out for each other, and hopefully, the world can be a kinder place. Especially, you know, twenty twenty two and what we've just been through and where we're headed. Yeah, very well said. But uh, with that, that was our weekly recap for this week. And uh, as always, thanks for listening. And uh, anything else, Marcus? No, that's that's everything. Th- uh, thank you for listening. Like always, again, you can always follow us on Twitter. You can always go back and listen to our weekly recaps. We do title them re- weekly recaps now as far as um, what we have in the news. And you can also listen to our discussions, our discussions being the more fun part of our podcast. Um, so be expecting both soon. Um, but again, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Yeah, and we'll be coming up with actually a very interesting uh, discussion coming up uh... We'll probably record it either tonight or tomorrow, and it'll be dropping Monday. Marcus is forcing me to do it about Pokemon. I didn't want no part of it, but you know Marcus. He's very forceful and stuff like that. I'll explain all that. It was just it, it just came to me, you know, because we always talk about our favorites, but we never really do a deep dive. So we're finally doing a deep what, what better way to do a deep dive than with your favorite franchise? So uh, Rico is the guy I know. He's the Pokemon guy. He's the guy I know when it comes to everything like that. I, I, I know a lot too, but obviously not as much as Rico. So I'm really going to pick his brain to really get into it. So if you're a Pokemon fan, our discussion should be a lot of fun. Also have some bonus questions in there that I'll be asking Rico. So um, join okay. us for our discussion. It'll be fun. All right. Later, guys. Later. You have a good one.